would y'all stand here today?
and also um, say that I've always been improving. There have been times when I haven't lived as I should, times when my faith has been weak, and times when I've just been stronger. In the following decades, there were many, many blessings and many challenges, serious accidents, cancers, and deaths of those close to me, and many heartbreaking choices concerning my own foundation of faith. Still, God was with me in the midst of each crisis. myself up for what I may have done or said or not done or said, just trying to function in life, to function in my job, wrestling with God, learning a lot about forgiveness, and trying to make sense of what had happened and what to do next. The opening paragraph of Charles Dickens' book, The Tale of Two Cities, says, It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of despair, winter of despair. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going to be up to heaven. 
we are all going to rapture the everlasting that's how it was for me the worst times the worst of times for obvious reasons the best of times because it was an incredible season of growing close to god i don't have time to go into the details of how he brought me through everything or each scripture he brought to mind just as when it was needed or how he gifted me with a much deeper sense of empathy for others or how he brought Marcina into my life as a tremendous blessing. But I can tell you this. He met me in my brokenness and brought healing, hope, and forgiveness, all while making it very, very obvious that I was to persevere even when I was doubting. He can do the same for you. Following Jesus is not, not, not about living your best life now. It is not about guaranteed health or wealth or having a divine genie in a bottle who will give you all that you desire. It's not even about being good enough. And if anyone is preaching those things or teaching those things, I would suggest you just pick up the remote or run. Yes, he supplies all our needs, and I truly believe that he restored to me much of what the locusts have devoured. But it's not even about that. It's about forgiveness and mercy and about uh, hope, as we talked about last week. But it's about spending it's about spending eternity with the one true God who loves you and me more than we can ever comprehend in this lifetime. Patty was, or who Matt is, and, and so uh, it gives you that little window into their, their heart, some of their history, some of the stuff they've been through, and also how they've uh, walked with Jesus throughout the entire experience when they came along. So it's just this incredible opportunity, that the window into their lives. So thanks, Matt, for sharing that today. Um, at this time, we're going to have the ushers come down. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings, and while we're doing that, the worship team is going to be doing a special
have the adult beverage. Everybody stand here this morning, and here's what I'm going to ask you as we get ready.
championship team.
Psalm 20 is what I want to preach. People try, people win, people pray, and then people die. We remember that in the small town of Bethlehem, the Messiah, Jesus, was born just as the prophet Micah said he would. Micah's prophecy also said that this Messiah would not just bring peace, but that he would actually be our peace. This brings to mind the words of the prophet Isaiah. If you ask a child of God, if you ask a son of God, then the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end to the government. We look forward to and will continue to prepare our hearts for the rest and the peace that he is providing in this world. That's why the Apostle Paul could write these words in Colossians 3.15 that the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And he goes on to say, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you use us to proclaim peace in a world that is so crazy. And in these days of preparation, we will wait for your return. Help me to pray. And I will ask these things in your peace. And we pray for your name. And I hold my peace to you. May there be peace in our homes, our families, and everywhere we go. And may there be peace.
that again? Do that again. saying peace has come for our king is with us that king of course being Jesus Christ 
who was born in a manger. And in a year like this, with all the conflict and turmoil in the world, we need to be reminded of that contentment. Whether it's the stuff happening all around the globe, the stuff happening within our own nation, the stuff happening around your own community, maybe within your family, we need to be reminded of all the repercussions of the peace that Jesus came to bring. And why that specific type of peace is so important, because peace can be defined by so many other things, but this is peace defined by who Jesus is and what he truly came to bring. So as we read earlier, as Carol read earlier in our Advent reading, the prophet Isaiah declares, a child has been born to us. God has given a son to us, and he will, he will be responsible for leading the people. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty or Powerful God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And when Jesus was born, he was more than just another human child when he was born. He was more than just another baby that was born entering into this world. Jesus was and Jesus is the pre-existent one, the very creator of the universe. And his birth was just an arrival, the coming of that pre-existent being into this world. And our main scripture for the day is